0: Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show with Pastor and Author Joe Schimmel. Bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you will not hear in the mainstream media. Discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as He commanded in Ephesians 5.11. God states in his word that he would rise up ministries in the last days to do mighty exploits that would turn many to righteousness. Now here with vital insights from God's word is pastor and author, Joe Schimmel.
1: Hey brothers and sisters in Christ, welcome back to the fastest half hour on radio here at the Good Fight Radio Show. We learn to discern the difference between good and evil, light and darkness, and discover God's will for our lives. Uh, last week, we started a Q&A session, which will probably be a few weeks long now. And we actually had four people ask a similar question, very much the same. And uh, We had Barry from Texas. We had uh, a call to discernment ministries from Amsterdam asked a question on our Good Fight Facebook. We had uh, Jenny from Newbury Park and a call in from Yolanda from Los Angeles, all asking, uh, what about bodies in the millennium? The thousand year reign of Christ, when Christ reigns with the saints for a thousand years at his return, uh, what's going to take place there? I mean, how are there going to be natural bodies in the millennium? How are we going to rule over them? Where did they come from? So I just want to take a minute out without rehearsing the whole last program, uh, just to understand this millennium refers to the thousand year reign of Christ. It is definitely, absolutely, in my opinion, uh, premillennial. Christ comes back before the millennium. Now, we're not talking about in relation to when he comes in relation to the tribulation period, whether it's pre, mid, or post-tribulational. That's the last seven years before the millennium. We're talking about when does he return in relationship to the millennium? Well, whether he returns pre, mid, or post in relation to the tribulation, whether it's pre, mid, or post, it's still going to be what? Pre-millennial. He's coming back to establish his kingdom. Now, there are those who would disagree with that and say, hey, it's it's not a literal thousand years or he comes at the end of the millennium and we're in it right now. I thought I proved beyond a shadow of a doubt in last week's program. You can go check that out at goodfightradio.org if you wanna listen to it and you'll see a lot of evidence that hey, when you go to Revelation 19, guess what you see? You see Jesus coming back with his mighty angels and the armies of heaven in verse 11 to establish his kingdom and he defeats the antichrist, the false prophet and the armies that are aligned together at Armageddon on the earth. So folks, uh, it's real clear it's premillennial. so I wanna get to the question now. Uh, how do you get natural bodies in the millennium? Where do these natural bodies come from? It's a great question, but guess what? There's a great answer to it. And I'm going to make the question even a little bit more difficult because many of our pre-trib friends will say, hey, you know what, as a pre-trib rapturist, believing that I'll be raptured before uh, you know, the second coming, seven years earlier, which uh, I believe is very, very debatable uh, scripturally. They say, hey, if we're raptured pre-trib, then those who come to Christ during the tribulation period Uh, they'll repopulate the earth during the millennium. So they say, hey, there's a pre-trib rapture. Uh, Then those who take the mark of the beast, they're damned at the second coming, which happens seven years later. However, there's people that come to Christ during those seven years. Therefore, they can go into the millennium and repopulate the millennium. But they say, hey, if you're post-tribber, you believe that Jesus comes post or after the tribulation period, then he raptures believers then and and those who are dead in Christ rise. And then those with the mark of the beast are damned. Where are the natural bodies to repopulate the millennium? And it seems like a checkmate question to some people. In fact, as I've said, uh, it's not a pre-trib question that checkmates post-trib. In fact, the answer is right here in scripture. And the answer, by the way, is in a post-trib context. Many Jews in Israel, like Gentiles, will follow the Antichrist, no doubt, at the end of the tribulation period and during the tribulation period. In fact, Jesus said to his own Jewish people, I've come in my father's name and you receive me not. If another one comes in his own name, speaking of the Antichrist, him you will receive. So certainly, many Jews and Gentiles will receive the Antichrist. Will follow the beast. Will, fo- will take the mark of the beast. However, the Scriptures tell us that there will be a remnant of Jews who don't follow the Antichrist, who reject him. Uh, the Scriptures mention in Revelation chapter seven the 144,000 who are sealed in their foreheads, so they don't partake of the plagues. They're contrasted from the great multitude of every nation, kingdom, and tongue who've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus, the Gentile church in Revelation chapter seven. That uh, what better description of the church but those who have been and uh, cleansed by the blood of Jesus from every nation, people, and tongue in Revelation chapter seven. Now the 144,000 are sealed so they won't partake of the judgments that are to come Believers don't need to be sealed. Those who already have Jesus Christ, who already have a relationship with Him, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. We're cleansed and sealed by the blood of Christ. The Passover uh, judgment uh, that passed over the Jews was because of the blood of the Lamb in the Exodus. Jesus is the Lamb and we have His blood covering us. So when we go through the Tribulation, if we're to go through the Tribulation, which I strongly believe, we are covered by the blood of the Lamb and we're not appointed to God's wrath. If you look at Revelation, that wrath is selective and God specifically makes sure He targets His judgment at the beast worshipers, not at the saints. In fact, everybody believes there'll be saints there. Do we think that God's gonna be pouring his wrath on them? No. So it's kind of silly to talk about, uh, you know, not being a point of wrath, therefore, we have to get out of there when we all recognize that God spares believers that wrath at that time. Um, now I'm kind of digressing off to another subject here, but let me say this. There are believers, 144,000 Jews, uh, uh, 12,000 from each tribe. Also in Revelation chapter 12, it mentions the woman that goes into the wilderness, that God protects. Jesus talked about those who would flee at the time the abomination of desolation would be set up in Revelation, uh, in Matthew chapter 24 in the Olive Discourse. In Revelation chapter 12, we see the woman uh, who gives birth to the man child, which is Jesus. The woman that gave birth to Jesus, that represents Israel. she goes in the wilderness and she's protected for 42 months. That's the last half of the tribulation, the three-and-a-half-year period, the great tribulation period when, when there will be great tribulation. God protects her. He feeds her. He nourishes her. He uh, saves her from the flood, which represents the armies of the Antichrist, according to Revelation chapter 12. And then, since he can't get to her, he goes after the saints, it says, those who have the testimony of Jesus. That's the believers. That's the believers in Jesus Christ. Uh, the, I believe the church. So it's interesting. We see the women. We see the 144,000. How is it that these people? get saved well, i believe many of them will be saved during the tribulation period many uh, many jews obviously are saved right now they're part of the church but there'll be those who are saved during the tribulation period because of the witnessing of the two witnesses that's in revelation 11 because of the witness of the mighty angel in revelation 14 preaching the everlasting gospel however there's many jews who will not worship the antichrist will reject him will flee at that time because they want to follow yahweh alone yet they don't come to know christ until he returns and they're repentant. They're crying out to God. They're on their way to repentance, I should say. God, by his prevenient grace, is drawing them to himself. Uh, He's, by his pre-regenerated grace, uh, wooing them and, and bringing them with cords of love to a point of discipline, to where they recognize their need for Yahweh and not to depend upon the militaries of the world, that they have no chance against antichrist, so they cry out to Yahweh to save them. And guess what? The scriptures are really clear what happens when Yahweh appears in answer to their prayer, just like to Paul on the road to Damascus when Jesus appeared. Jesus appears to them and these repentant Jews that are crying out to Yahweh get saved. In fact, we're told that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the worlds as a witness to all the nations, then the end will come in Matthew 24, verse 14. However, in Romans 11, it tells us very clearly that when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, that means when the last Gentiles are saved, don't be one of those that's holding up the second coming, folks, because you might be one of those last Gentiles that needs to come to Christ. One of those last Gentiles comes to Christ. But when that last Gentile comes to Christ, the scriptures say in Romans chapter 11 that the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn ungodliness from Jacob. Now, Jacob, that's Israel. Jacob's name was changed to Israel, governed by God. So he'll turn ungodliness from Jacob at his second coming after the fullness of the Gentiles comes in. Well, how will he do this? Well, as I've been alluding to, uh, when the Antichrist comes to reign, many Jews will no longer be relying on Israel's military power. They'll be crying out to Yahweh. And what happens is he'll come and rapture the church. The Gentile church will be raptured up, made up of Jews and Gentiles right now. But then he'll turn ungodliness from Jacob. And we read this in Zechariah chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Listen to this. It says, quote, I'm going to make Jerusalem a cup that sends all the surrounding peoples reeling. Judah will be besieged as well as Jerusalem on that day when all the nations of the earth are gathered against her. Folks, were talking about Armageddon here. He goes on to say, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock for all the nations. All who try to move it will injure themselves. So the Antichrist will take Jerusalem, he'll set up his kingdom there, but he won't be able to overthrow all the Jews there. In fact, the Lord God himself will return in their prayers for Yahweh to save them. But guess what happens? This is in the Old Testament. It's a great verse to show your Jewish friends. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10 in the Old Testament says this, And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one that they've pierced. And they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only child. And grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for his firstborn son. What's happening there, folks? as Jerusalem is surrounded, as, as the world is coming against Israel. And there in Revelation chapter 17, we see the Lord Jesus Christ coming back, and it says the ten nations give their power to the beast, and they go to make war against the Lamb. That's Jesus that is sent coming. That's going to happen in the valley of Megiddo, folks. A huge, vast valley, by the way, further than your eye could possibly see on a clear day. Those nations will be gathered together in there in the valley of Josaphat. The uh, leaders of the nations will be gathered to fight against Christ at his second coming. And Jesus Christ will come when the Jews are crying out for salvation. And according to the Old Testament, they're going to see the one that they have pierced. They're going to recognize, wow, this is Yahweh. He's come, but it's jesus just as paul when he uh, on the road to Damascus, jesus appeared to him in blazing light and he said lord is that you they're going to freak out and we have a typology a picture of this in the old testament we have joseph one of the brothers from whom the 12 tribes descended from but the other brothers who represented the other tribes what do they do they rejected him And when they rejected him, uh, he went to the Gentiles. He was persecuted by the Gentiles as well. He rose to the right hand of the power. He gave the world uh, bread during the famine. That's a picture of Jesus. Jesus was rejected by the Jews. He's feeding the Gentiles the bread of life around the world. We take communion by the hundreds of millions around the planet right now, folks. And guess what? The Jews, his brethren, Joseph's brethren, were finally broken and they cried out to him, not even knowing it was him, until he revealed himself and they saw the one that they'd pierced and they'd rejected and they sent into slavery and they betrayed. Judah was the brother that betrayed him. By the way, Judah's a picture of Judas. They betrayed Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. Their pictures are so radical, but God help me not get off on a tangent here. But it's amazing because guess what? They're gonna see Messiah Ben-Joseph. They're gonna see Messiah Ben-David, the same Messiah, one Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, return and they'll see, wow, this is the Messiah that we rejected. It was him all along. He's the savior. And guess what's gonna happen, folks? That's gonna happen when? When the fullness of Gentiles comes in, The Lord comes back, he raptures the church. These folks aren't saved yet. They're crying out to Yahweh to save them, but he's just raptured the church and then his feet will land on the Mount of Olives, the scriptures say. He'll reveal himself to them, but it will be at that point that they'll put their trust in him and they'll be saved, but they will have missed the rapture. They will have missed the resurrection because at this point they get saved when they see him and when he comes Back in his glory. In fact, this is what it says just after Zechariah 12:10, when they see him whom they pierce. In Zechariah 13:1, listen to this. On that day, a fountain will be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to cleanse them from sin and impurity. Isn't that amazing? Zechariah 12:1, they see him whom they pierce. Zechariah 13:1, then they're cleansed from their sins. He turns ungodliness from Jacob. They put their faith in him as Messiah. Now, check it out, folks. What happens to them? they haven't been resurrected, they go into the millennial reign with natural bodies. They'll reproduce, uh, since the scriptures tell us that if you die before 100 years of age in the millennial period, you'll be considered cursed, people are live a long time, they'll repopulate the earth pretty fast. But folks, it's not just Jews that will repopulate the earth. Uh, Here we see natural bodies, and this is the question, how do you get natural bodies in the millennium that uh, the church reigns over? Well, here we're seeing Jews go into the millennium, and there'll be some that are believers, obviously. These will be the believers, and when I say some, I mean their descendants, though not all of them will be believers. And folks, it's not just Jews. There'll be boatloads of Gentiles in natural bodies in the millennium as well. We'll have to see that on the other side of the break. Folks, stay tuned. We'll be back in less than 30 seconds.
0: You're listening to The Good Fight Radio Show with pastor and author Joe Schimmel, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how they relate to family, culture, and the church. If you'd like to learn more about our life-changing resources, such as They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll and The Submerging Church, check out our website at goodfightradio.org.
1: Praise the Lord. Folks, we're back. Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show. We've been asking a question, or actually several questions from different uh, people in our radio audience, our Uh, Facebook audience people that love this ministry and are part of this ministry as well all asking a very similar question how do you get natural bodies in the millennium when Christ comes back at his second coming to reign for a thousand years we just saw in the first half of this program that we have Jews in Zechariah chapter 12 that when Christ comes they'll see the one that they've pierced but then they're only cleansed after they put their faith in him after seeing him and these are repentant Jews these are Jews who have been crying out to Yahweh during uh, the tribulation period then he reveals himself to them. And we see that their descendants, they and their descendants will go into the millennial period. Uh, but it's more than just the Jews, it's Gentiles. In fact, we read just a couple chapters later. That's what's amazing about this answer. You have chapter 12, chapter 13, and chapter 14. And Zechariah give us the Jews and the Gentiles that will go into the millennial period. In fact, it's interesting because we read in Zechariah chapter 14, when Jesus comes on the Mount of Olives, this is when he comes to establish his kingdom. And just stay tuned because we're going to see how we have natural bodies in the millennium in this same chapter after he comes back. Zechariah chapter 14, verse 4, And in that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in the front of Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives will be split in the middle to the east and to the west by a very large valley so that half of the mountain will be will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. In fact, we're told that a river will come out of the Mount of Olives. We do know there's a bunch of water below the Mount of Olives and that there's earthquake faults there. It all makes perfect sense, by the way. And this water will go, we're told, into the Dead Sea, which is very dead. It's the lowest place on Earth, folks. One of the largest mineral deposits on the planet. And it's it's dead because you could float there. The buoyancy is so strong because it's so many minerals there. Nothing can live. But water's gonna go in it and through it and it's gonna become a fishing area at that time. In fact, there's some people buying property there right now, even though it seems useless to a lot of people because they can't wait to fish there after Jesus comes. I don't know if it works that way. I'm just going to trust Jesus and I'm going to be happy with whatever I get, man. So we see here, though, that in Zechariah 14, the Lord stands in the Mount of Olives. He comes back. But what's interesting, look what happens. Because when, at his second coming, not only does he destroy people with uh, his mighty angels and flaming fire, but the scriptures tell us in Zechariah chapter 14 that he'll cause a panic. The people will lop their their weapons at one another. They'll attack each other with their weapons, which is really crazy when you think about it right now. Because in Zechariah chapter 12, it talks about how Israel will be like a fire pot among the nations around them that seek to devour Israel and that they'll be destroyed with fire. It's really amazing when you think about it because the scriptures tell us in Zechariah chapter 14 verse 12, listen to this, very interesting. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. And their eyes shall consume away in their holes. And their tongue shall consume away in their mouths. Now that's crazy, folks. You have people standing up and their eyes and their noses, their, their tongues are all just like vaporizing while they're standing. Now, Zechariah wrote, wrote that 2,500 years ago, folks. It was impossible then. But now we have uh, weapons that are are incredible like thermonuclear warheads that can generate hundred and fifty million degrees Fahrenheit in a millionth of a second. Or neutron bombs that just vaporize the soft tissue on a person's body. And when these things nail uh, the, the countries, the surrounding countries, people will be standing up and they will be vaporized. This shows you, many prophecies show us that God looks in the future. You can't just write this stuff, folks, and make it up. This stuff is actually possible today and that's why Jesus said no flesh would be saved if he didn't come back. But when this takes place and the uh, hordes of the Antichrist armies are vaporized there in the Valley of Megiddo at Jesus' second coming, and the nations, uh, many different nations, are, are attacked, not everybody will be destroyed. In fact, we read some very interesting scriptures. We actually read that there will be survivors from the nations that came up against the Lord during the time of Armageddon. To fight Christ, when the Antichrist and the false prophet lead uh, the nations against Christ at Armageddon, there'll be survivors from those nations, some of which will be allowed to go into the millennial kingdom. We read in Zechariah chapter 12, verse 16 through 19. Then the survivors from all the nations that have attacked Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord Almighty, and to celebrate the festival of tabernacles. If any of the peoples of the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord Almighty, they will have no reign. If the Egyptian does not go up to take part, they will have no rain, and it goes on and on. Notice, folks, that these are not all believers. These are people from the different nations that are called to go and worship the Lord after he's already returned and set down at his feet on the Mount of Olives and changed the topography of the planet to make it like an Eden. There he is, and now they're called up once a year to go up and worship from the nations. These obviously aren't all believers, folks, so it shows you that there's people with natural bodies that haven't been resurrected from the Gentile nations in the millennium. So there you have it, folks. There in chapter 12, we have Jews that will go in with natural bodies in the millennium to repopulate the earth. We have uh, Gentiles from the different nations, survivors from among those nations that go into the millennium to repopulate the earth. In fact, at the end of the millennium, Satan's let loose for a short time to bring the world together like a sand of the sea in the battle of Gog and Magog and bring them against Jesus. And fire is rained down by the Father from heaven. But now check this out, folks. Another question arises, okay, wait a minute. Now, how do those guys stay in the millennium? How 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 are they allowed to uh, stay and have a possibility of worshiping the Lord? I thought you were either raptured and resurrected, or you were damned because you have the mark of the beast. Well, folks, think about it. What happened when the Jews went into the kingdom? Not the millennial kingdom, but the kingdom, the Promised Land. When God gave them the theocratic kingdom under Moses, when they went in. That generation had sinned, they'd wandered for 40 years, only two people were allowed in, who was it? Joshua and Caleb, God said he was only letting those two in. Yet when they actually go in, what happens? Hundreds of thousands of people go in with them. How does that happen? thought they weren't allowed to go in. These were many of these people were still alive when it was stated that only those two could go in. Well, guess what folks, it was those who had not yet reached the age of accountability. The Lord said that anyone who was 20 or younger could go in with them. So they would have been younger than 20 then when these sins had been committed and they would have been under the age of accountability. So you had all kinds of people entering into the kingdom of Israel, into the the Mosaic kingdom, uh, into that period of time because they were too young and God was not going to damn them. He was gonna give them an opportunity to choose him and choose this day whom they would serve. Well, guess what folks, when the mark of the beast comes out and people are taking it right and left, there'll be a lot of young people that are under the age of accountability that will not be told and not have to take the mark of the beast and would not be held accountable for it because they're too young. And therefore, guess what? There'll be all kinds of people going in the millennium, young people, without the mark of the beast, who have not yet been tested. And they'll go into that period of time, Gentiles and Jews, to repopulate the earth. Jews having been cleansed uh, from the fountain of cleansing, which I believe is Jesus there in Zechariah 13.1, their children will be tested. Gentile non-believers, but very young, who have not yet, We're not yet old enough to make a decision, yes or no, for Jesus Christ. We'll go into that period and it will fulfill the prophecies in regard to Jesus reigning in the Davidic kingdom. Prophecies that have been yet to be fulfilled on the earth that are prophesied throughout the Old Testament passages. Okay, one more question, another bonus answer. uh, Because we've had a lot of bonus answers with a couple, you know, very similar questions. Uh, The question is, well, how in the world can we reign if we're in resurrected, imperishable, incorruptible, immortal bodies? How do we reign over those who are in natural bodies? Well, keep in mind, the topography will be changed. It'll become like Eden. If you die at the age of 100 or before 100, you're considered cursed. That's a young age to die. So a lot of things will be different. However, for certain, we will have natural bodies in the millennium. There's still going to be natural bodies, and we will have resurrected bodies, those of us who are reigning with Christ. Well, guess what, folks? Think about it. When Jesus came... After the resurrection, before his ascension, he stayed with the disciples for 40 days and nights. Remember that? What was he in? His resurrected body. He ate, he drank, he taught the disciples in their natural bodies and his resurrected body. It's already happened, folks. And guess what? It's going to happen again on a mass level. And I'm looking forward to that time. In fact, you know what? I have a question for you, the audience. Are you ready to reign with Christ for a thousand years? Have you been saved? Are you putting your trust in Jesus? Because you can't reign with him until you're saved. And the main thing is that you're saved and you're right with God and be happy just to get into the kingdom, amen? So I want to make sure that you know the scriptures say that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. You'll even have Satanists like Lester Crowley bowing down saying, not hell, Satan, but Jesus is Lord, Lester will be saying. Everybody's gonna be worshiping Jesus, man. Everybody on earth, in heaven and under the earth. You want to make sure you're not under the earth in the lake of fire, though, folks. You want to make sure you're reigning with Jesus and living with him for a thousand years. The scriptures say we'll actually reign with him forever and ever. But you need to repent. You need to put your faith in Jesus and you need to submit to him now as your Lord and Savior and receive the free gift of salvation, which comes through his substitutionary death on the cross for your sins, his burial and his resurrection. God bless you guys. Thank you for being with us another time at Good Fight Radio. Go ahead and write your questions into goodfightradio.org. We'd be happy to try to answer them. God bless you. We love you guys keep your eyes on Jesus and your hands in the plow. till next time. God bless.
0: You've been listening to Pastor and author Joe Schimmel on the Good Fight Radio Show. To learn more about Good Fight Ministries, please visit Goodfightradio.org where we feature many eye-popping and life-changing resources on DVD and CD, as well as an archive of previously aired shows. You can visit our podcast page at goodfightradio.org to find many of Pastor Joe's full Sunday morning teachings. If you've been blessed by this show and would like to share this blessing with others, you can help support our ministry by visiting our donate page also at GoodFightRadio.org. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California 93062, or call us toll-free at 1-866-JC Truth. That's 1-866-528-7884. We thank you for tuning in. Join us next time on the Good Fight Radio Show. All right. Down just one thing.